Hi everyone and welcome to the Daily Bible Project Podcast. And we're on episode 181, which is part 112 of season 2 and our journey together through the entire Bible. Lord willing, chapter by chapter, verse by verse over these next few weeks, months and Lord willing years. And we've reached Genesis chapter 15 today, which we're going to continue considering the story of the life of Abraham and thinking about the reliability of God. I would remind you that there is always a transcript for every one of these podcasts. If you just have a look in the episode notes, the easiest place to find it is in the episode notes of an audio version, but there should also be links if you dig around in the notes section of the YouTube or the Facebook posts. So anyway, we're, we're looking, taking a little bit of an overview, an introduction of Genesis chapter 15 this time and considering the reliability of God. Now, I wonder if, like me, you've ever had people make a promise to you and not deliver. Have you ever had, for example, a mechanic promise you that a car would be ready by tomorrow and then when you go to pick it up, he says, oh, it's not going to be ready till next week. That certainly happened to me. Or I've had an airline who... I purchased a ticket from and they've promised to get me and my wife home. On occasion, it was from Rome at that time. But they changed the return time of the flight a total of four times, which meant we actually arrived back a day later than we planned. But what about more serious things? What about a husband who promises to love, honour and obey his wife, but then later on divorces her because he wants to marry someone else? And on the other side, what about a wife who stands at the altar and vows that she will be faithful until death is to part, but only remains faithful until she meets this new guy? Hmm. Have you ever had someone promise you something and not kept it? It can be very hurtful and very destructive, can't it? Have you ever wondered just how reliable are the promises of companies, organisations, or most importantly, other people, definitely most importantly, the people who we love. And how does that all sit alongside the promises of God? How reliable are they? Are God's promises as good as his word? The Bible tells us that God promises to protect us. The Bible also says that he will answer prayers. Have you ever felt that God has let you down? Have you ever felt God hasn't answered your prayers or he hasn't protected you? Just a couple of weeks ago, a Christian I know said they'd experienced some really profound setbacks in their life and their reaction was to say, to open up to me and say, how could God let these things happen in his life? So I wonder if any of us have felt like God has let us down. In the Old Testament book of Genesis, here in chapter 15, we see God give a man called Abraham several promises, after which Abraham is seen to question God about these promises, and God answers, not only answers those questions, but answers them in the most dramatic way. So let's look together at the case of Abraham to try and get an understanding of just how good are the promises of God, how good they really are. And in the opening verse of chapter 15, it tells us this. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, 
Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your very great reward. Now you may recall in the previous chapter, Abraham had gone after these kings of the east in order to rescue Lot. He'd extracted them out of this war situation. And he defeated those kings with a very small group of men. But after that victory, he refused to keep all the spoils for himself. Instead, he tied the percentage of the gains to the king Melchizedek, the king of Salem. We looked at that a few episodes ago. But after this, we're in a new phase, in the beginning of a new chapter, and we are told that the word of the Lord comes to Abraham, but it comes to him in a vision. Now let's just pause for a second and let me point out the important difference between what the, when the Bible is talking about a dream and a vision. In biblical terms, it's widely recognized by experts that the, when the word dream appears, it is used to refer to something that comes to the person during the night while they are asleep. However, a vision is something that they or even we might experience whilst we're awake. I'll unpack the idea of Abraham's vision more fully in the next episode, but suffice to say, this is not just a dream he's had during the night. It is a vision, something that he experienced during the day whilst he was still awake. And the Lord, it says, comes to him in a vision and tells him to not be afraid. Now, why would he want to give Abraham that message at this particular point in his life? What had Abraham to be afraid of? Well, the answer is, he was with a, he, with a small group of men. He had just conquered these kings from the east. And there was, of course, a chance that they could retaliate. Abraham had plenty to be worried about, friends, because after waging the war, there is a very real possibility that there could have been a counterattack. So the Lord comes to Abraham and says to him, don't be afraid. And then God adds to that, he says, the reason not to be afraid is, is because he says, for I am your shield. In other words, I'm going to be your protection. And then he says, I am also your great reward. Now, when you read this in the context of the previous chapter, where he had handed over an enormous amount of wealth, the Lord then, after doing that, and returning, in a sense, the spoils of war, the Lord says, Abraham, I'm going to be your great reward. I'm going to give you something greater than the spoils of war. It seems to me that Abraham has finally arrived at the point where he wanted the Lord in his life more than anything else. Now, he's still not perfect, but from this point forward, he appears to no longer want what the world had to offer him, even though some might say he had the right to it. He just wanted to know and experience what the Lord had to give him. There is a verse in the book of James that tells us this. It says, you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God. Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Now, to make yourself a friend of God in this context means to be someone who has or tries to have their spiritual needs met by material things. By doing that, by doing that simple thing, by placing yourself in that position, you are in fact, friends, putting yourself in direct opposition to God and his plans in your life. But when we reject the things of the world as the way to meet our needs, then we can have true intimacy with God. So which would you choose, the things of this world 
or intimacy with God? What would Abraham choose? Was he going to choose the spoils of war or intimacy with God? Well, it seems that he's heading in the right direction, isn't he? And we shall see how Abraham's intimate conversation with the Lord will continue in the next episode. I look forward to seeing you again then. Bye for now.